Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Party line. Well, this is Judy Rhodes. Hey, Miss Judy. On the mountain over here on, on what used to be Greasy Cove Road. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Gosh. <laughs> I remember when it was called Greasy Cove Road. You remember that? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't my stomping grounds. I'm a, I'm a West by God bunkum girl. <laughs> She's <laughs> from I'm West Asheville. <laughs> no, I am not from <laughs> West Asheville. I'm from Anka Candler. From oh, excuse me, the bunkum again. These newcomers here think that there's not any difference between those two things, but I can tell you the difference between Anka and Candler, and none of them are West Asheville. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) We're starting out really gentle today. (laughs) Oh well, before you turn on this recorder, I want to tell people that. We were just beginning to do the process that mountain people always do. Yeah. With the, trying to figure out how we might be related. Because <laughs> I was, Byron was talking about the graveyard down the road down here. And then I was, was like, okay, well, let's see. You know, is that is that the guy that my great-grandmother had a crush on? I mean, you know, you start thinking about all those kind of things. And, um, of course, Alicia and I already know mm-hmm. one way we're related, right? You remember that? Vaguely. We talked about it years ago. We, oh, years, gosh. It was that, the, the fairies, fairies, or fair, <laughs> however you said it. It was those, that woman from uh, North Island. Oh, 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 oh. Great, 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 great grandmother or something. Do you yes, that? I do. Mary, well, Mary, we go back to Mary, Queen of Scots in that way. But, oh, really? Yeah, I, my, my mom's line does. But, oh, I can't remember now. Oh, God, that's going to get me. And, you know, I, the person who was the genealogist in the family, the, you remember the fellow I brought on your podcast that time? My yeah. uncle, he passed yeah. away uh, oh. last year, or excuse me, wow. year before last now. And, man, time. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was uh, he was the one who told me about that. I'll have to go back and listen to the podcast, because he might have talked about it. Well, I don't know that we talked about it, because that's, that's why I asked you before we started recording, if we could talk about anything we wanted to. Oh, yeah. Because that's one of the things... That I used to never want to talk about, and now that I'm of an age, <laughs> I'm talking about it. You know, the, the questionable uh, power that somebody might have had that was a little scary for somebody else. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like four of those sisters, something. And I, when I talked to That's you, right. I knew that that one woman was my great-great-great-grandmother or whatever. That's right. Then I found out later that her three of her sisters were also are also in my line. Oh, really? Over the years they all married somebody who married somebody who, yeah. Man, as (laughs) they did back then, you know, a lot of mine. Yeah, it took you know, it's about 300 years, but finally they all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the thing that I don't know if this will end up. Appalachian family trees. They yeah. go up like this, and then they go out like that. And they come back in like this, <laughs> and they cross over like that. That's right. That's <laughs> my questionable third cousin there that went in like that. Right. <laughs> Celtic, Celtic, uh, um, some Celtic, uh, what do you call it? Not, you know, I can't think of the word. Like a Celtic knot work? Yes. Yes. That's a good word for it. 
It's very good. Yeah, y'all, it's well, this this may not end up in the podcast, but the thing I noticed is that a lot of my family didn't get married legally. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, so it's there was a lot of that, and well, I, I just have to wonder if it was because they had a disregard for government legal paperwork, or they just didn't have anybody around who could marry them because they were so far back in the hills. Well, I'll tell you one reason that my family, that happened. It's because after the Civil War, they had to walk back home, and on the way, they found a pretty woman. <laughs> and they decided to just hang out with her for about a year. <laughs> oh, Judy. And they finally had somebody that would do something around the house. That, that, thank you. Yes, for saying that. You know, yeah. you're bringing to mind all these old stories, Judy, that uh, it's like I haven't thought of them for decades. Uh, uh, like there was one about the gal who basically had that happen. Her real husband went off to war, or her official husband went off to war, and he got killed. And she, they had some sort of cornmeal over in Andrews, I guess, which is a town that borders Robbinsville. And I remember something about the new guy showed up, took up residence, and ended up being from the other side. And they ended up killing a bunch of people and putting their bodies in the river, or in the creek, excuse me, which was the very worst thing that you could ever do because it would poison the water downstream. Yeah. Do you, have you heard that one? Mm-mm. Mm. That was a gruesome one, but anyway, I hadn't thought of it for years. And, uh, yeah. Well, I've kind of figured it out with, uh, you know, some of the stories Mom would tell me about her grandparent fathers, you know, walking and how many months it took them to get home. And then you find out years later that even though they lived in Jackson County, why there's somebody over in Madison County that seems to be a third cousin or something. You know, I mean, how did that happen? You know, I mean, it's like, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, common. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know. Well, and 23andMe is dancing a bunch of skeletons out of people's closets. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Do you do that online, Judy? Do you do the genealogy online? I haven't yet, but I'd, I'd like to. I, I keep saying I'm going to, but I haven't done it yet. I'm afraid it'll be a time-sucking vortex for me because yeah. I'll get real interested in it. And you know. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I, I need to finish doing a few things before yeah. I do it. <laughs> Otherwise, I might, yeah, exactly. I might disappear for a few days. Yeah. But, um, and I've got to get prepared, too, I guess. You know, I, I think there's a part of me that thinks I may find out I'm related to a lot of people that I know that I really don't like or something. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Judy, it's hard for me to Im- imagine you not liking somebody. You're a friendly person. <laughs> oh, I am. You know, but I, I'm the, the, you know, when you see those movies where somebody's smiling and laughing at you while they slit your throat. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I can relate to that. It's a different form of being, um, it's a matter-of-fact thing. I think that's why I did well with four kids and three of them were boys. It's uh-huh. like, you know, when they act up or whatever, I could keep emotions completely out of it and still be tough as nails. That's called practical, isn't it? Well. That's getting your work done. It's stubborn. It's, uh, you know, it's just matter-of-fact. So, it's yeah. Getting your work done. <laughs> I can I can respect that. I yeah. don't think you're unkind. So if you did took that power and you were unkind with it, I might not be say that, but you know. Oh, it's uh Well, you know, I I've, I mean Sheila Sheila K Adams, she she knows it's one of my main uh, goals in life is to, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but many times I've really meant it. I want to make it through life without killing anybody. So far, I'm doing good. <laughs> and when, and when, 
sometimes I just feel pretty ornery on certain days, and I think, boy, nobody better try to break into my house today because they'll be dead, you know. <laughs> so how are your puppies doing, by the way? Oh, you know what? That's a sad story. Because no. I got pearly middle of December, and I was immediately um, allergic to her. Oh. And I had... My eyes swelled up shut within two days, and I tried. I did all these allergy medications and different things, and I mm. thought I was okay. But I never take medicine. I'm very, very sensitive, and after a while, I just started. I couldn't stay awake. I was like sleeping all the time. So I finally went to an allergist, and they told me that. Um, the shots would help, but they it, they said it can take anywhere from two to five years. Or it could just not take. Yeah. I, 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 you're looking at somebody who's been through the allergy shot routine so many times, I refuse it now. Because... Well, a yeah. wonderful thing happened, though. My One of my sons happened to call me the day I was realizing I'm, I'm just not going to be able to keep her. And I told him what was going on. He said, Mom, we're looking for a dog. Uh-huh, and he drove from Charlotte cool. the very next day and picked up little Pearly. And Pearly was my grandmother's middle name. Oh. Name, Minnie Pearly Ducker Rhodes. <laughs> and so <clears throat> so uh, he came the next day and got Pearly, and it was sad for me, but knowing that they were going to have her, so I'll get to see her again sometime. Yeah, she's still in the family. That's the best thing you could hope for. Yeah. That's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and my older dog, she looked for a little bit, but I think she was happy. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked off and on about bringing a dog here to to this place because there's a a persistent family of groundhogs that yeah. consider that this is their territory. And they can do whatever they need to do. And so, you know, we've thought about it and stuff, but, yeah. But, I don't know. That's a Byron decision kind of thing. If it was me, I, yeah, I guess I would probably get a dog and just keep it with me all the time. Because I don't have an allergy to dogs. I have an allergy to cats. I've never been allergic to a dog. Oh, never. really? Never. <laughs> that, that was a new experience. So it was pretty, but she had a lot of dander. So that's, what kind was she? <clears throat> she was a mix. I think she was part uh, basset hound and part pit bull. <laughs> it was a good dog. I mean, sounds like a good dog. Yeah, they're all good dogs. They are. If if you had to pick an old gospel song because I know this is part of your area of expertise but if you had to pick one that represented Appalachia to you what would it be? Mm. I think that if different years I would have a different answer for that probably you know like um, I know the last couple of years, there's one that's really been close to my heart, and I sang it at the um, end of my Uncle Candler's funeral two years ago. And it's that, um, I don't know what it's called, actually. So it says, Father's now, this meeting is over, and we must part. Oh, um, oh. Do you want me to sing it for you? Well, we must part, Yeah. Fathers, now this meeting is over, and we must part. And if I never see you anymore, I'll love you in my heart. And
you know, and you go through each little thing. Oh, it's beautiful. And singing that at the end of his funeral with, you know, the room full of, you know, two or three hundred people. People that have known him and knew my grandparents. And there's it was just a blessing is what it was. Yeah, it's just, there's just something about that song that makes me feel... Uh, well, we landed on the shore when we came here, you know. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to land on the shore when we leave the physical body. Mm. And, uh, and we'll be safe forevermore. Mm. I just love every bit of that song. That just, I don't know, that's, that's the one that I'm so in love with now. Is, have you ever heard it done with a harmony to it? Um, I think so. I've, yeah. And, and it is usually done a cappella, but yeah. I heard it with a bagpipe one time. Yeah, it would do, it'd be great with a bagpipe. It was moving. Yeah. It was moving. It was, yeah. it was at the Old Mother Church, I think, um, at the top of the hill. In Robbinsville, I think. It might have been in Franklin, but uh, it's that keening wail. And it, yeah. you just let it out. And that's where the good therapy comes in with music. Oh, it feels good to sing that way. I know it does. Byron, yeah. do you have a song that kind of is a gospel song that says Appalachia? Oh, you, you know, for me, it's um, Where the Soul Never Dies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Canaan's land, I'm on my way where the soul never dies. My darkest night will turn to day where the soul of man never dies. That one? Nice. Yeah, that's fun. That's, that's, and that's so much fun to sing with a group of people. Oh, it yeah. Is. I was it thinking is. that. I love it. I love that one. That may have to happen at some point. I'm going to have to remember that one. Hang yeah, on, writing a note. Byron, look what I've started doing, writing with a pen. Can you How believe this? It, well, it doesn't, but as long as I can read it, it that's what matters. But, yeah. yeah, I'm getting less digital as I get older is what I'm saying. And so, I used to be fully digital, and now I'm bi-digital. I'm bi-technical. <laughs> <laughs> I technical. I like yeah, that. That sounds trendy, doesn't it? <laughs> Byron, what what are you fixing in the kitchen today? I'm cleaning some ramps. Oh, I've got some to clean. Now, if I'd thought about it, I could have set this up in the kitchen and been cleaning ramps too. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, you. I feel bad having my back to you, but these things are smelling so strong. I know. Yep. about the yeah. ramps or the dandelions yeah. the, the ramp leaves. Ramps. wow yeah. that's a good idea oh it was so delicious and you don't have to it was amazing too how you know just sprinkling a little bit on the top of the soup gives it a really nice flavor i am gonna try that it was fabulous that's a good I idea mean, I, I used it all winter and so i i'm trying to get them to grow here i got some that i'm gonna um plant the bulbs have either of y'all ever tried to grow them plant yeah. them plant them near a creek bed if you can um, i've got a patch of them right outside my main garden and they've been there i put them in for the first time about three years ago they don't expand very fast out there because it's not it's not in the woods where they should be growing but so far it's been good and i got uh, i went out to farmer's market this year, and I got four bunches of them, three to plant and, two, and one to eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. But yeah. I did the same thing. I cut the tops off and just planted the bulbs. Yeah. That's so they I could put all their energy into the into growing. Yeah.
That's that's good. That's a good idea. Well, I'm... It is, it's really good. And and they I talked to the guy at the farmer's market about those ramps, you know, about planting them. And he said <clears throat> they had some that his, I think he said his granddaddy planted them. Um, and it took a long time. He said when you plant them to put them close together. Yeah. And um, he said it took a long time for them to really get established and start growing. But he said... Uh, for years, his granddaddy wouldn't let them harvest any of the ramps. He really? Said, yeah, he said, just leave them, let them keep growing. But he said, now they have a lot. So, he, so he it can be done. And, and there's, I mean, Alicia and I were bitching about this the other day that just to, they're being over harvested, of course, yeah. like everything else. They are. Mm-hmm. Because so. you get farmer's market and what they've got there is that they're pulling them up the bulbs and everything yeah yeah it's bad i mean well yeah and nobody's doing what byron's doing which is planting a patch of them well Well, no lots of people are doing that that's what i'm doing are they yeah oh yeah okay i'll take that back there's lots of people that are growing i mean i'm not unique growing um solomon seal i've got a bunch of that going right now blood root uh, saying, you know, ramps, the stuff that's being over-harvested. I yeah. tell people all the time, if you've got the land to grow it, you should grow it. You know yeah. what I tell people all the time? If you have something that you need to to drop off in a paper bag that can be rooted and planted, um, and let me know. I don't want them, it's like some of these older varieties of things. I don't want them to go away. When was yeah. the last time y'all heard of, well, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but when was the last time y'all heard of chocolate mint? Chocolate mint? Oh, no, it's, every, it's everywhere. It, we, we, I love the old variety. Well, see, I don't know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I mean, mint is one of those things, once you've got it, you've got it forever. Um, I've got a friend down the mountain, and she said, don't you need some chocolate mint? And I said, well, I, I don't know that I have any, and she said, because she was overrun with it. We used to plant uh, uh, one hill with chocolate mint and one hill with the lemon mint. And one was for hot chocolate and one was for tea. And it was we did that all the time. Um, I don't know what chocolate mint is. I've got the mountain mint growing here. But oh, I love that. I've got that, too. Yeah. I had it's some. Good tea. It also makes a nice uh, uh, smoke, like a sacred smoke, like smudge. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, I use dry dry mugwort and dry uh, mountain mint wow. together. I burn them together. It's really sweet. Wow. Oh, nice. <laughs> Interesting. Y'all, I just, now I want to go out and go back out in the woods, but it's cold. I've tried a couple of times this week to get out, so, but it's cold. I still have morels. Did you know that? Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have to hunt them this year. So. Wow. <laughs> My buddy... My buddy, excuse me, my buddy's wife, who she's also my friend, um, actually found some under an, under some bush in their front yard. Wow. And she found some good-looking morels, and she brought it, hollered for him, and he came out, and she said, aren't these those mushrooms that Alicia hunts? And oh, he said, well, I don't know. And he took a picture, and he, he sent them to me. And he says, are these the fabled morels? <laughs> and I said, well, holy moly, yes, they are. And he said, I found you some birthday morels. And he gave me about uh, just, I don't know, a good amount of birthday morels. We're going to eat well tonight. <laughs> I love, it'll be my first morels of the season. I have, I haven't had any. it's a weird season this year, isn't it? has been the timing on morels have three flushes the first ones are around here i can't speak for anywhere else around here we have the blacks come up first the ones that have the little black edges and then we get the uh, grays and then we get the yellows and the yellows are choice so the last two flushes we got a freeze or a cold snap right before the flush that took them out and oh, sure wow. enough this this is Taking out the third flush, I'll bet you. So, so we, how do you find morels exactly? What's your what's your technique? 
really the technique that I use is to look up and see what kind of trees are around. So what kind of tree do they like? Oaks? Or? They like they like oaks, yeah. Poplar, ash, oak, elm, chestnut. Um, they don't like softwood. They like hardwood. They don't like every hardwood. For instance, I don't know that I've ever seen one under a cherry tree. Or a uh, locust. I've definitely seen them under locust tree. Oh, definitely. you have? Yeah, okay. for sure. Matter of fact, I got a spot that's got a bunch of locust trees right there, and they're just everywhere. But the thing about them is, especially around here in the woods, you don't know because it's basically you're not going to be walking through an old-growth forest anywhere except for Joyce Kilmer, okay? Mm -hmm. So everywhere that you walk is not old-growth forest, most likely. And you never know if you're walking on top of what used to be an apple orchard, which right. would be probably be full of morels. Oh, I see. Yeah. But, and so I they... Old apple orchards are so. If you go where some old apple orchards are, there might be morels there. There might be, but think hard. I mean, think hard about harvesting those. And yeah. the reason that I say that is because they used to use some pretty wicked insecticides. So. Oh well, I'm thinking about some that are on the top of the mountains. You know, that probably were a hundred years ago or something. You're, There's a few yeah. places around. You know where. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Where you'll be walking along and it's like, wow, isn't this an interesting part of the woods? And then you realize, oh, this was an apple orchard probably, mm -hmm. you know. And I have to wonder how many of those were around here. There were a lot. I, I think. think there were. Yeah, so. I think there were too. That's one of Byron's. <laughs> I'm just talking about her like she's not even on the other like, screen. Not here. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of Byron's things though. <laughs> is polluting the gene stream of the apples around Do here. Do She's polluting the no. gene stream no. of the apples. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. that's you one of her things that she's against. Tell us what you said and what that really means, because. I am not polluting the genes. No, about. you're not. That's one of those things that you hate. You don't like all those brands of that new stuff, that mutant apple stuff. You'd rather yeah. see the old, more pure strains. I, I love an heirloom apple because I, I like an apple that is uh, good for eating out of hand and for making cider and for pies and for drying. You know, I like different kind of apples. Yep. Uh, I don't, you know, you go to the grocery store, you can get something that's called an apple and even looks like an apple, but doesn't taste like an apple. Well, except that it's like 10 times bigger than an apple. It's like an apple that's had steroids. That's what people want. I guess. Not you, me. Not, no. Well, Miss Judy, what, what you been working on lately? Well, I've been, um, for the past year, I've been working on my grandparents' house that's across the way because I didn't have any renters, and I thought, well, that's my opportunity to wash walls and paint and, you know, fix it up, and I've really enjoyed working down there, and um, it's been wonderful, and mm. I've moved things down there to where my house, I don't have a comfortable chair to sit in. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Sorry. <laughs> well, okay. There's, you know, there's a big wide open room now, and uh, I could have a dance in here. There you go. There <laughs> you, you know? go. But no, it's been a lot of fun working down there, and I'm trying. I want to set a, uh, um, like a retreat place. Um, I mean, I've I'm putting in a garden area and. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's evolving. I've taken down some trees that were trying to fall down, you know, those kind. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And uh, made a couple of camping spots for people. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm really, I'm just really happy about it. I feel like the, um, it feels so peaceful down there now. And it, well, it always did feel good, but it feels super peaceful. And it, it just feels like a good place to 
create for, I want to have a place where we can um, focus on preserving mountain culture. Nice. So I'm setting up a nonprofit called Mama Rose. Everybody call my grandma Mama Rose. And um, so then if people, so it's, it'd be like an experiential vacation if people want to hear a mountain story or, you know, ballad, have a little fire pit up there and, um, and have some edible plants, you know, I'm trying to, so I've let some of the grass grow, which there's a great big field down there that used to have cows in it, and I'm letting a lot of the grass grow, and I noticed, I was walking down there a few days ago, and I started to leave, and I heard this voice say, walk over there, I want to show you something. So I walked walked over there to, you know, to see what it was, and there were wild strawberries blooming. Uh -huh. I got so excited because, oh my gosh, I just wanted to cry. Because um, when I was a kid, there were a lot of wild strawberries in there, but mm -hmm. since the grass has been being cut, I just figured they weren't there anymore. And, oh my gosh, I just, so that, being down there, I think about my grandma all the time, and I've mm -hmm. put... Her favorite color was red, and so I've got red, something red in every room, nice. you know. <laughs> I mean, you don't walk in the house and think, oh my gosh, everything's red, but there's something red in every room, and it's just, it's just fun, and I think, I can just feel her, like, she's so happy about that place, you know. And <laughs> That's like, cool. Yeah, it's really, it, it's, it's really been a a fun, fun thing during COVID. It's a lot of work. It's a lot yeah. of work. And just, I, I have been here for the last year or so. I've been staying here at, on Weird Mountain at this cottage, which is an older cottage. And it makes you realize how easy you have it for real when you're in one of those suburban houses. You know, yeah. oh, I've got this thing and that thing and this thing. And Byron would hate how computerized my house is. Wouldn't I think you would anyway. Do you know I have one of those round robot vacuums? Uh, I don't have one of those damn things, and I don't have no damn Alexa. I don't have any of that bullshit in my house. I, know I don't either. either. <laughs> I, I don't even have, I don't even have high-speed internet like you could even count that. I've got something that shoots off Spivey Mountain and hits a little bowl in the front of my house. Well, now I consider... I'm, just, I'm not that person. No. I don't play a lot of games or videos or any of that stuff. No. I just don't. Yeah, well, I don't play any games, but but I got to have a high-speed internet connection. That's a basic tool for my for me, for my work. I consider it anyway. But uh, And the rest of it is just icing. I hand wrote my last two books. I know. It's amazing. In fact, well, here's one of them right here that I'm using the last few pieces of paper in. Wow. I hand wrote them and then I typed them up. I used my computer like a word processor. I'm looking for something that I brought just to show you and then ran out of my car and left well, it in my sure car. Well, we sure are getting a bosom shot of you. Oh, word. <laughs> my, my, what a fine bosom you have. Yes, yeah, sorry, y'all. Read the bottom of it. Deserves what? Big old kick in the ass, because I'd love to give Deserves, it. Deserves uh, trust, respect, and admiration. This was a birthday present? Garbage. It does. You hold want it to up again so I can see who wrote it. Higher. Hold it higher. Hold it where you had your bosom. Oh. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> David Sink. No, here he is the book. I read the whole thing. I couldn't put it down until I was done. Here's deserves trust, respect, and admiration. Okay. Oh, there's nothing in it. It's an empty book. Oh, how funny! I couldn't put it down until I got to the end, 
which was about two seconds later. <laughs> so, I thought, I was like, what the hell? Because, you know, people know me. And this person knows me for sure. It's my brother. And then I thought, well, <laughs> I don't know what to say. And mom was laughing because she's the one who gave it to me. They had mailed it to her, and she was just laughing and going on. She was like, well, don't you want to read it? And I was like, no, but thanks. And she's, she was like, no, you really need to at least read the first page or so. And she's, go on, go on. I was like, Mom, I really don't want to read it. Just do me a favor, she said. Just, just read it. And so I opened it at that point, and she just was laughing and just going on. She was like, yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, so she got as big a kick out of it as I did. You know, my, my mom told me that when she was a little girl, when they'd have elections, that some places it was really dangerous to go vote. I mean, there people would shoot each other. Uh. <laughs> you you bring up this interesting subject because we've talked about me but we being Byron and I have talked about voting booths and the whole the voting whole voting system back in back in my day and because yeah. uh, my parents my grandparents and my whole family were real active in the local elections and stuff and it's it just sounds like the nicest. Andy Griffith Mayberry Town elections when we talk about it. Yeah. But, but that's because I'm seeing it through the windows of nostalgia. It's like a sanitized version of what it actually was. Oh yeah. They they bribed people, they paid people, I mean and they shot people. So I mean it was not it was not uh, Mayberry. There used to be a sign on the side of the road on the way up the hill to Stokoa, and it said, Where will you be in eternity, heaven or hell? I remember that sign that was there for as long as I could read up until probably the 90s, and then it got taken down. Where will you be in eternity, heaven or hell? I'll probably be hanging around my great-great-great-grandchildren trying to keep them out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> For all eternity. <laughs> that doesn't sound awful. It doesn't, does it? Mm -mm. No, I know. Hanging out with family. Yeah. I, I think I'll be visiting distant planets. Mm. <laughs> what about you, Byron? I'll probably still be gardening. Gardening. But it'll be out in space. Pardon? It'll be out in space, though. You'll be gardening astral material. No, I'll be like the last woman standing with a hoe and a pair of overhauls uh, trying to keep the bees from stinging me to death. Hmm. The Africanized bees. Yeah. For all eternity? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Well, and at the same time, for at least part of eternity, your body's going to be breaking down and scaring the shit out of some students. I hope so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, my grandfather is one of these people, he believed literally that when you died and you went to heaven, there were pearly gates mm -hmm. and there were streets that were paved in gold and that he would be given a harp and he was... He was most excited about that last part because he loved music, but he was not at all musical. Like he was the one, my grandmother sang in the choir, but he's the one that they would just say, no, now, now hush, now hush and just listen. Oh. <laughs> he, not, he couldn't carry a tune in a bag. So he was so excited that he was going to be able to have a harp and sing. Oh. Nobody in heaven would let him sing because nobody would ever let him because, oh, he was just... He was a good preacher. He's a terrible singer. Oh. <laughs> Awful. No. That was like that Andy Griffith episode that had Barney. Do you remember that? Barney wanted to sing in the choir. And he tried to, he would open his mouth. And, and that's when Andy was like, can you sing a cappella? And he went, sure. 
a cappella, a cappella. Yeah. I will Is that when we learned that Gomer could sing? Yes, ma'am. That's when we learned. When you talk about singing, and we've been talking about church too, one of my, I'll just share that one of my greatest memories of childhood is being in the little church out on Caney Fork in Jackson County. My granddaddy Cook and Grandma Cook's church. And it would it was a wooden church and what with the wooden floors and everything was wooden. And when they would sing, every single person in that building sang as loud as they could, you know, with this full voice. Hmm. And the whole room would vibrate. It's like you could feel it. I remember as a kid, I could feel my body vibrating, just uh -huh. like when you go to a concert and, you you know, you've got these big speakers and it's booming and you feel that in your body. Mm -hmm. It was the, that was the first time I felt that. Oh. Was that little church because every single person in there was singing so loud and <laughs> and it was just it was electrifying That's you know cool. because the wood the wood seats and the wood floors and the walls and and the ceiling and everything would just hold that vibration so strongly it was just incredible oh uh, my gosh that's a cool memory it, oh it's incredible it was just incredible i remember looking at my dad and you know, and he'd look at me and grin and smile, and I mean, the altos were always really loud too. It's <laughs> like you, would, you know, usually with choirs or or whatever, you know, maybe the sopranos are the loudest, or but the altos were always the loudest in that room. They were so <laughs> loud. You know, it was just great. Yes, go altos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. I I remember the sound that those wooden benches would creak yeah. as people were sitting down and there would yeah. always be an organist playing, you know, just a quiet kind of entry kind of song, whatever it is. And people would come sit down and the whole, just walking on the floors would creak and sitting on the benches, it would kind of creak. It was a weird kind of hypnotizing sound. They didn't know. have a organ at this little church. I remember I took my kids there one time when they were, oh gosh, I think my oldest was probably about, he was probably about eight, so they were probably eight, six, four, and two, something like that, or nine, seven, five, and three, you know, around like three boys and a girl, and they were having prayer meeting, and uh, everybody got on their knees and was, had their... <laughs> You know, we're leaning on the on the pews, and in in that old church, you know, people would pray all at the same time. You know, oh yeah, yeah, you know. So, so everybody's praying. I had my eyes closed, and then I noticed that the the pew that I'm leaning on it was shaking, and I thought, okay, is there something supernatural going on here? What is this? You know, I opened my eyes. And I looked over, and my son David, the oldest one who was about eight, was holding himself, trying not to laugh. <laughs> he was just oh. like, because it was so loud in there, and he never heard anything like it before, you know. I mean, he was like, oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> That's... And when I saw him, I about lost it then. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be up here in the front of the church laughing in the middle of prayer. But, <laughs> but I know, oh my gosh, I just looked over at him. And it made me think of my granddaddy Cook. There's a story about him. Like He would lead the singing at that church. He had a really incredible tenor voice that just you could hear forever i mean it was so high and strong and uh, and i was related to uh mary jane mary jane queen was um my grandmother cook's cousin so 
uh, I always think of Mary Jane Queen when I think tell this story because she she loved my granddaddy. But um, granddaddy, apparently one Sunday, his his sitting next to his best friend on the front pew, and his friend had fallen asleep during the sermon. <laughs> granddaddy jabbed him real quick. He said, "Frank, Frank, preacher wants you to pray." And he just jumped up in the middle of the sermon and started, Oh, Lord, thank you for this day. And what, what, what a blessing it's been. And my granddaddy's sitting there laughing. i got to tell you, the first time I ever saw snake handling, um, I was, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was the most profoundly spiritual thing I'd ever encountered. Wow. And I still, I've only seen it twice. And I still, I guess I've never been exposed in those two times to people who were faking it or were somehow their ego was all wrapped up in it. They They were people who were, they were proving their love and their devotion. And it was profound. It really was. Wow, that's amazing. It was it was profoundly um, interesting to me, but I didn't understand it, you know. But I never once thought that they were all faking it. I do think that I have seen some folks faking it at some of these services. I do yeah. think that I, I have. Mean, like I said, I've just seen it twice, so yeah. I guess I I was lucky not to. And it was in some little tiny yeah. old wood church way back in the hills. Well, that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the only folks I've ever seen that might have been faking it were kind of in a New Age mystical kind of church. One of those... um, New Age mystical Christian Pentecostal holiness. Spirit-filled, yeah. Mixing it all together. Yeah. Yeah. They have great music, though, i got to say. See, that's the one thing that all the churches have is they have great music for the most part. Miss Judy, yes. how in the world are we supposed to be able to introduce you with just a couple of lines? So how do you like to be introduced? Oh, well, the first thing that I tell people these days is that I live on land that's been in my family for seven generations, and I'm the 11th generation on my mom's side to be in western North Carolina. You know, and I've been a musician my whole life and trained to teach classical and piano and all of that, but found my way back, you know, maybe 20 years or so ago to um, the way I grew up, the music that I grew up with, and understood that the history that I know about and represent is the most important thing, or one of the most important things going forward in life is to represent the culture and represent attitudes that have honor in them and are not afraid of being close to nature and being close to the unseen. Like you, my family's been here since the mm-hmm. one branch of my family since way before there was a Buncombe County. You know, they've been here since the late 1600s. Wow. Yeah, a long, long time. Um, and yet, I, you know, for all intents and purposes, I'm unchurched, and that makes people uncomfortable. But that's all right. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. But I'm always, um, I always want to be real clear with people that that I have, I have a lot of good, decent people that I love who don't believe the same way I do. Mm. And I'm probably not going to listen to you badmouth that group, any group of people without knowing them. Thank you. It sure was a pleasure having you yeah. here, Miss Judy. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Really did. It's nice and to... We're, we're all going to have to get together once we can and just have some lemonade or yeah. wine or whatever we're drinking these days and uh, tell some stories and sing. Do some singing. 
I would I love the singing part especially. I bet our three voices would work well. Oh, I bet so. We can all turn in opposite directions like this while we're singing. <laughs> <laughs> like the three muses. Well, I don't know what they were thinking. But I know what I'm thinking. I think that's enough show for today. Tune in next week for more weirdness from Byron and Alicia. Until then, stay weird, y'all. Stay weird, y'all. Stay weird, y'all. Stay weird, y'all. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D.